You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Home Again, by friend of the fireplace Kajibi, who's a part-time writer and full-time panther. He's been writing furry work and explaining the difference between cheetahs and leopards since 2010. You can find more of his stories on kajibi.sofurry.com. Please enjoy Home Again by Kajibi. The town of Stagecoach was, to put it mildly, a shit show. First there was the name. Whoever had originally chosen the name Stagecoach was long since gone, but the interceding years and town governments had never thought it worthwhile to rename such a terrible name. Second, you had the vast no-man's-land of culture that was the space between Colorado Springs and Denver. The world seemed like it was moving forward, but Stagecoach always seemed like it was clinging on to a past of simple farming— Despite the fact that most of the people who lived that lifestyle didn't even farm or have animals, they just wanted to have the look. Third, there was the way that everything seemed more crowded and run down, despite all the new money that was flooding the state with the wealth of investors and businesses that came in following the legalization. The town had grown, but there wasn't any major industry or draw, and building a large conference hotel across the street from the small movie theater was a choice that baffled everyone. But, nonetheless, Avery was back here, and she hated it. She hated that this was where her life took her back after escaping it so many years ago. The Blue Jay sat in the old coffee shop she'd frequented the days before she moved away. Her wing ruffled, her back off the booth, and trying her best not to be obvious. She was not doing the best job. It was odd enough being a bird in this part of the state, but it was odder still to be a bird not native to this region of the country. But even still, she grew up here, native or not. She took a sip of her coffee, sighing, and leaning back in her booth, her rough-skinned hands tapping on the mug. Avery? The voice froze her entire body. She looked up towards the voice until she saw him. The coyote she was once friends with so many years ago stood there looking at her. He had a mug of coffee and his leg was in mid-step. His large ears were perked up as if she'd made a sound he was trying to identify. Uh, Isaac, Avery faltered. So many years of confusion since, but she could still remember the sting. I didn't know you were back in town. I just got here a few days ago, she said. Wow, it's so... it's nice to see you again. If you want to catch up, we can... No, she said. I don't think we'll be catching up, Isaac. Look, I'm not here to reconnect or whatever. I'm just trying to drink my coffee in peace, okay? His shoulders drooped slightly, but his ears, those big ears, dropped to his head and he nodded. Right, yeah, no, of course. I'm sorry to have bothered you. He didn't even say goodbye. He took another step and continued around the corner of the coffee shop. The taste of her coffee turned suddenly sour. Avery was on her bike after dinner. She'd had to oil the chain and put liberal amounts of WD-40 on the joints, but she couldn't handle being at home with her parents. They were so kind and supportive, and they just wanted her to feel comfortable, and didn't they get it? That was the problem. The problem with all of this was how everyone ignored her fuck-up. Everyone seemed to put blinders on, ignoring what she'd done to try and make her feel better. She didn't want to feel better. She wanted her life back. Being back in stagecoach wasn't helping with anything, but the one piece of solace was the bike trail she was able to speed through. She pedaled hard, legs burning on the straightaways. She leaned into the turns, feeling the wind in her face. 
When she was confident no one was around, she'd spread her wings and let the air go through her feathers. Her large wingspan made the act somewhat dangerous to anyone passing by, but it was worth it for those moments she could do it. Avery rode through the trail, going through the prairie, past the baseball diamond. She went under bridges and pedaled hard. It felt good. It felt alive. At familiar territory, Avery came to a stop around a thick bramble of trees and bushes. She kicked the stand and set her bike up. Slowly, she walked to it. The poorly constructed treehouse of her childhood was here. She pointed out that a flat piece of wood with no walls or roof didn't make a treehouse, but no one cared about that distinction. It took her some time to let go of that fight. The jay pushed her way through the brush. She had to almost crawl at one point to get through the thick bramble of branches and shrubs. After a bit of work, she got through to the clearing. She saw the curve of the old gnarled tree on which they'd planted the few boards to provide a flat platform. She took another step and put her hand on it. Taking a tentative step up, Avery stood up on top of the boards. They shifted under her weight, moving and creaking so much she thought they might break, but they held. Avery put her hand on the tree, running it over the rough bark. She sighed and leaned into the solid tree. Looking down, she blinked back tears. She was back here, where she fought so hard to escape from, where she worked so hard to make sure she never came back, but she was here again. Trapped. Caged. Bound inextricably to a place that still had the power to make her feel weak and worthless. She closed her eyes, letting the tears fall. Each drop hit with a plat against the old wood. She opened her mouth and let out an anguished cry, primal and hurt. She tried to force the sheer fact of her existence, her territory, her being, into the strange cry her species did that sounded like a squeaky gate. For so long, Avery hated that sound when it came from her, but this was what it was for. To tell the world she existed. She sat, quiet, alone, hunched over as sobs racked her body. That's a hell of a call, a voice said. Looking up, Avery saw, not ten feet away, Isaac. He stood there with hands in an old faded hoodie from his college. His ears twitched at the sound of something in the field, but he focused on her. What do you want? Believe it or not, he said, I was coming down to this spot again. I don't even mind if you don't talk to me, but this is the one place in this town I feel at peace, if that makes sense. Avery looked at him, cheeks red from crying, and wiped her face. She wanted to hate him. She really wanted to hate him. But instead, it makes perfect sense. Do you mind if I stick around for a while? he said. He had one foot behind him, ready to leave if she decided to attack. She didn't blame him. She remembered, sure thing, just, this doesn't mean we're friends. Nah, nah, I get it. Just, thanks. Isaac put one foot on the board and jumped up to a nearby branch. The coyote turned around and got settled on the branch. He leaned his back on the trunk, resting his head and letting out a deep sigh. I don't miss much, but I miss that sky he said. Avery looked up at the dark sky. She looked up and up, seeing the stars, the blinking stars of millennia past. How many of those were still burning? How many died out eons before, but their light still hit the atmosphere? It's, it's beautiful. Isaac looked over at her. He was chewing on his lip 
and went back and forth between the sky and her. I, I've been thinking about, about us, about what we did, who we were before. Not just today, but for a while now. Ever since my marriage fell apart, I've been thinking about my life and I'm so ashamed, Ave. If I never say anything else to you than this, I'll be okay with that. I'm sorry for hurting you. The silence filled the space between them. She couldn't even look at him, but she could remember when they fought, when they screamed at each other. She remembered grabbing his collar and tearing at it. She remembered screaming at him the day she finally broke. The anger filled her up and made her lose control. It was the first time she'd ever been that far out of control, but it wasn't the last, and she hated that. She hated that she had this moment of fury deep down. She hated that he was the one to bring it out of her, but she hated that it was in her to begin with. But I accept your apology, she said. It was quiet, barely even audible, but Isaac looked over at her with a soft smile. Thank you, Ave. But we're not friends. You know what? As long as you let me keep coming here when I need to, I'll be happy. I won't stop you. Will you stop me? Nah, he said. He pulled a vape out of his pocket and took a puff from it. He exhaled the vapor in a thick cloud. Neither of us want to be back here. Too many memories, she said. Yeah, he sighed. I can't believe you vape, though, she smirked. I never figured you for the type. Well, I ain't about being cool. It's about not smoking cigarettes anymore. I hate the looks I get from this thing, but it's been six months since my last one. So it's worth looking like some try-hard tool to do this. Ordinarily, I might make fun of you for only looking like a try-hard tool, but really, that's great. I'm happy you're able to quit. So am I. I'm just... I'm trying to figure out who the fuck I am anymore. Ruined marriage takes a lot out of you, if you didn't know. Avery nodded her head. Yeah, I, I don't have that, but I have something similar. I was laid off from my job last month. I thought I'd be able to stay out there, but nope. I had to come back here, to the nest, to mommy and daddy. Well, at least you've got company back here at the bottom. Yeah, she said. It could be worse. I guess... I'm, um, I think I'm going to go. Oh, okay, Isaac said. He had a soft smile on his face. I'll probably stay out here a bit longer, but I'll see you around, yeah? Yeah, Avery said. She looked at Isaac for a moment. She wasn't sure what to think of him, but she knew that the anger she'd still had in her heart for him was cracked open now. She could tell the sting of seeing him had lessened tonight. And she was okay with that. Avery slipped her clothes on, her feathers still drying off from the shower. She dried her down off as best she could and took her time getting dressed. With her clothes on, she grabbed her phone, scrolling through the messages and texts from her old co-workers. She sighed and pinched her beak. Damn it, I just can't right now. The Jay's thumb swiped each notification away, moving them aside and sighing to herself. Being back here, she should be looking for job postings. She should be trying to apply for places or figure out a plan. She should be doing anything productive. Instead, Avery went downstairs, moving her wings and letting them dry out. She went to the front porch and stretched her legs out, trying to let the sun help dry her off. She shook her wings out in the space. Her arms were stretched out and she rolled her head around. Hey, Avery, 
Isaac said. Her head jerked forward, and she saw him. She gave a little smile to him and waved. What are you doing around here? Oh, just taking a walk. Parents still live a few streets over, so I just thought I'd take a walk and enjoy the nice day. You're welcome to join me if you want. The Blue Jay looked the coyote over for a moment. He was smiling at her so sincerely. His eyes were soft and a fierce shade of green that bored right into her. Sure, she said. The pair walked in silence through the old neighborhood together. It was a home she'd never really liked. It felt small and run down, and the whole time the Blue Jay kept wondering why this place persisted. It felt like time and hope had moved away from this place, but it persisted, a scab healing over, ugly and painful. I have a proposition for you. Go on, Avery said, taking a look over at him. We're both a little fucked up right now. We're both hurting. I'm willing to listen to whatever you're feeling right now if you're willing to listen to me. No advice, no pity, just venting and being able to say shit that's bothering us that we need to get off our chest. Sound fair to you? I... She thought for a moment. Her stomach twisted as she fought the urge to scream no. She trusted him before, telling him her secrets that he twisted against her in school. When she'd molted her feathers from her head, the coyote laughed and made sure everyone did too. He made her ashamed of who she was because he knew where to hit. It took a long moment for her to swallow and look at him. I'm not sure. I'm not expecting things between us to be magically fixed, but I'm offering you a chance to speak and to try again. Who would I tell? I don't know anyone in this town but you and my parents. They don't give a shit. They're angry that I ruined the marriage when she's the one that left me for her boss. So, I can't say you have a reason to trust me, but I can only tell you this. I don't like that I hurt you, and I'm trying to be a better person. So if you give me a chance, I'll make sure I earn the trust, Dave. You're the only person to call me that in years, you know that? I stopped going by that ages ago. It's... It's nice to hear. You're the only person to smile at me in a few months, so thank you for that. Avery let out a long breath and stopped at a split in the path. She leaned back against the railing, the tree's shade hiding her face. I got fired from my job for reporting something illegal. Whistleblower laws should protect me from that, right? But right-to-work states don't mean a damn thing. So I did the right thing and reported the embezzlement that the investment firm was doing with pension money. And what do I get for it? She laughed, running her hands through her hair. I get to never use the skills and contacts I use again. I get death threats and dead animals left in my apartment doorstep. I stepped in deep shit and I'll never be able to be in the field I spent the last ten years working in. And what do I have to show for it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm just trapped here. This is where my life led me. I had to come back to the place where I have nothing. I am nothing. I'm, I'm trapped, Isaac. I'm trapped in this hellhole, and I don't think I'll ever get back to happy again. Isaac looked at her. There wasn't any anger or pity in his face, but there was pain. He brushed a thumb over the tears on her cheeks she wasn't even aware of. His arms moved around her, and she was being held. God, it felt so good to be held. It felt so good to be held and safe for that moment. She hated herself for being so weak. She wasn't weak. She wasn't the type to break like this, but here she was, crying into the chest of someone she'd hated for so many years. It felt good to just let herself go. 
let the anger and pain and frustration all slip away until she was free. Uh, I'm sorry, she sighed, holding him around the waist and not letting go. I'm sorry for breaking like that, Isaac. No need to apologize. That's what we're doing here, right? She nodded her head, feeling some of the weight that was on her chest feel like it was finally being let go. Thank you, she said, pulling free from him. She leaned back to the sign and looked over his face for a long moment. The silence dragged on, an impenetrable wall between them. You're welcome, Ave, Isaac said. I'm happy I can do something right for a change. The blue jay cocked her head at him. The coyote's ears were flat to his head, his shoulders drooping the longer she looked at him. What happened to you? She said. You were so confident and sure of yourself when I knew you. Even when you were an asshole, you were so confident. I don't get it. The coyote's face twisted into a smirk, but the look didn't hit his eyes. Well, I went to college. I was suddenly a very small fish in a big pond. He gestured for them to keep walking, going down the sloping path through the prairie. I started going to a few different clubs, trying to figure out who the fuck I was. Pretty standard shit, right? Well, I went to one, and there was this antelope that took my breath away. She was funny and smart, and she had this biting wit that would chew into me when I said something. We were friends for a long while. Then I started to date her. Things were good. After college, we moved in together. She got this job working for a marketing agency. We got married. We were saving up for a house, and everything just felt good. It, it felt right, you know? Hell, I was happier than I'd been in a while. But then her new boss came along. After a few months, she was sleeping with him. I knew about it shortly after it happened. I confronted her. She told me. He took his vape out and drew on it for a long moment, taking the time needed to compose himself in his long, slow exhale. She told me that she knew what love was, finally. We'd been married for about a year by then, and she just destroyed me. I tried to fight for her, but she just... she was done. She didn't want to hear it, so we split up. It was amicable, as far as divorces go, and I didn't want to live in that city anymore. Too many memories. So I just drifted for a while. I was couch surfing with my friends until... He rolled up the sleeves on his long sleeves, and Avery gasped when she saw the deep scars that had dug into his skin and fur. She grabbed his arm and looked at him, feeling the tears stinging her eyes. I'm not a happy person, Avery. I don't think I ever have been. I don't know... I don't know what being happy feels like anymore. Avery looked at him for a long moment. She brought his hand up to her beak, nuzzling into his hand. She gave his fingers and hands soft kisses. Isaac, even when I hated you, I wanted you to just learn a lesson, but I never, never wanted you to go away completely. I'm not trying to fix or save you. Only you can do that for yourself. But I never wanted this. Her claws went over the scars and the coyote's hackles raised. He shivered the feeling away, looking at her and nodding his head slowly. Thank you. I, I should probably shut up. But you should hate me, Avery. You should hate me for what I did. I don't want to dwell on that, okay? I forgive you. But you need to forgive yourself, okay? The coyote cocked a brow at her words. He opened his mouth as if to argue with her, but closed it. Those large hands found their way to her head, and he planted a kiss softly on her forehead. Okay. Then how about we just enjoy the nice day for now? And maybe we can start talking more. Not about the past, but just catch up. Really catch up. I want a second chance at being your friend, Avery. 
Okay, she said. But can you promise me something? What's that? If you think you have to hide some feeling from me, please don't. We're both past that stage. All right, he sighed. Then I have something to tell you I didn't tell you before. What's that? she asked. She held both of his hands in hers. I drank a lot of coffee this morning, so I think we need to cut this walk a little short so I can go to the bathroom. Avery snorted at him. She shoved his chest and let out a laugh. All right, Pooch, let's get back then. Want to grab dinner tonight was such an innocent question, but why was it throwing her for such a loop? Avery ignored the text for now, focusing on another application she was sure would go nowhere. She shook her head, typing out the cruel monotony of another application that asked for the same information she'd already provided a thousand times to a thousand different companies. The blue jay was quiet, and her brow was furrowed with annoyance at the insinuation of the text. They'd been spending time with each other for a few weeks now, and she enjoyed having him around, but the question... Who did he think he was to ask her that? She shook her head again, typing with anger in every keystroke. She slammed the enter key down, and the next application was submitted. It hurt her head to keep doing this. Where do you have in mind? She typed back to the coyote. Their time together helped. It helped to be able to spend time with him and talk and vent and not feel the pressure. She'd broken down a few times, and he in turn. She just wanted to help him through this as best she could. This wasn't... Avery, for once, had no idea what was going on, and that scared her. It scared her to think that things could be that good or that normal between them, that she could talk and play around with him as if they were normal people without all their history together. Noodle Ball. The Thai place? Six work? Yeah, yeah, that sounds nice. Ah, fine, she'd go out to dinner with him, but she wouldn't dress up. This wasn't a date, this was just two friends. They just needed to... Well, what topic hadn't they covered recently? She felt as close to him as she did before. It was like they'd never had their fight, or the pain of losing something important to them. Cool, I'll see you then, Ave. Getting ready for their dinner was simple. She just grabbed comfortable pants that she thought looked halfway decent, and a top that hugged her curves. Mostly Avery just didn't think they were at the point where dressing up that much mattered. She told him every secret she could think of, and he had bared his soul on his failures as a husband, and they both still wanted to talk to each other. And Ave, She didn't let anyone call her that, but she let him. She let him call her a name she stopped using almost a decade ago. What the hell was going on with her? Why was it so hard to figure out what she wanted? Was she just latching on to him as the first thing that came along? She didn't know. But it didn't bother her enough to stop her as she got into her car, or when she parked her car at the restaurant, or when she saw him, in a striped shirt and a nice pair of jeans, but she still smiled at him because he really was handsome, wasn't he? When did that happen? You look nice. He smiled. Thanks, so do you. Isaac opened the door, leading her in. She'd gone to Noodle Bowl a few times when she stopped back in, but this... She wasn't sure what to make of this. So I got a job doing some counselling work while I'm back in town. At the very least, I can keep some money coming in for the moment, Isaac said. An older red panda came up to the pair, leading them to their seats. Her smile was positively infectious and lit up the whole face, she came back a moment later with menus for them. That's great, Avery smiled. Happy to hear you've got some good luck heading your way. Yeah, Isaac frowned. About that, I... 
Actually, uh, I've been talking to my uncle, who's an investment broker. It felt like the air was sucked out of the room. Leaning in, Avery looked at Isaac. Her eyes narrowed. What are you doing? His head cocked to the side. What do you mean? What do you think you're doing? You're running your mouth again? Why didn't you ask me if I was okay with that? Isaac's hand squeezed hers. He looked her straight in the eyes. Because I wanted to help. He'd like to talk with you. I'm not saying this will fix anything, but he's worked with people who ran into the same situation you did, and he'd like to talk with you about options. Avery looked at him, from his hand back to his eyes. Why? What's it you're after? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I just thought it might help. Honest truth, I haven't lied to you since we started talking again. The Blue Jay smiled when the Red Panda came back. Avery nodded her head and placed her orders, but she kept looking over at Isaac. She wasn't sure what was happening with him. Why was she so suspicious of him? Something about her was broken. Ave? Sorry, she said. Isaac frowned at her, his hand still on hers. I've been trying to get your attention. I'm just... I'm just trying to help you. I know you... you may not be able to trust me very well. But all I want is to help you get back on your feet. Nothing else. No ulterior motives. I'm just trying to be your friend. I... She sighed and shook her head. I know you are. I know you are. But I have something in me that keeps telling me not to listen to you. And I just... I'm trying to figure out why that is. You're helping and kind, but I feel like there's something in me that won't let me take that step to believing you yet. Isaac nodded his head. He scratched his ear, not looking at her. His eyes were closed tight and his body shuddered at his next sigh. Truth... The truth is, I like you, Avery. I'd liked you for a long time, and I don't care if you like me back or not. I don't care what this means. I need to tell you that I like you, and I need to try and help you because I care about you. You can trust me or not, but I promise you, on my name for all that's worth, I won't ever lie to you or hide the truth from you again. I just want to be your friend. Isaac, just just forget I said anything. I shouldn't have... Avery leaned across the table and kissed his lips softly. Her beak pressed to his, and she closed her eyes in the soft touch of his body to hers. You're a pretty trustworthy coyote. I have this fear in the back of my head that you're going to hurt me again, because I liked you back then. So I I want to keep seeing you. I overthink things, I overcomplicate things, but you're just being helpful and sweet, and I just like you. Isaac leaned forward, kissing her again. His lips were warm, and he held her cheek. The jay gave a trill, her eyes fluttering closed, and she relaxed into the touch and the taste of him. That's... that's much better news than work. Yeah, Avery grinned. I'm much more important than work. We'll see where this goes and help each other pick ourselves up. Does that sound good? Yeah, Avery smiled. Her cheeks were hot and she held onto his hand tightly, afraid he'd leave if she let go. It really does. Their meal came and went and the voice in her head stopped yelling at Avery. She seemed to be able to be in the moment for the moment. She could just smile with him and let go. After dinner, Avery and Isaac walked through the town together. They meandered past the closed shops that made up downtown. They jumped up on the stone facades and balanced on precarious stones on the side of the sidewalk. Avery smiled, feeling lighter and freer than she had in ages. It was so nice to let go and just feel, well, not quite happy, but better. Better was all you could get sometimes. Eventually they made their way back to the old treehouse, tramping through the brush to climb on top of the wood. 
Isaac laid back on top of the wood. Avery leaned against him, resting her head on his chest. She closed her eyes, listening to his steady heartbeat. Just being here with you is really nice. I'd just forgotten what it felt like, I guess. What's that? Isaac frowned. I just... I worked too hard. I'm so focused on my career that when everything blew up on me, I had nothing. I don't know who I am without my job anymore. That whole part of me is just gone. And I'm upset, but at the same time, it's part of my problem. I put everything into place, and then when I did the right thing, poof, all gone. Isaac's hand rubbed over her back, feeling her soft feathers and down. She wrapped arms around him and kissed his cheek. You matter, Ave. You're more than your job. You're more than just one thing, so I, I don't know, act like it, I guess. Focus on work in that, sure. But go home and allow yourself to be someone else. Find something you like. Hold on to it. Things can slip away from you so quickly that you don't even know it. Like we slipped away? We pushed each other away. But hey, he smiled, kissing her softly. I'm staying right here. Got it? The Blue Jay smiled at him and kissed him again. She kissed him, closing her eyes and letting her hand run over her chest and stomach. She felt him the soft fur on top of his firm body. She rubbed his chest and sides. His hands worked under her shirt and she shivered. She didn't stop him, but he didn't go past that. The feeling of his hands on her stomach made her shiver. I'm sorry, I'm still feeling a little broken myself. I I really like you, Ave, but I need to figure out how to do this at my own pace. The Blue Jay shut him up with a soft kiss and she held onto his head with both of her hands. Her forehead pressed to his. Shh, I won't do anything else, Isaac. I'm going to hold you, but I'm not going to press you, okay? He nodded his head slowly, a sigh leaving his throat. Thank you, Avery. It means a lot to me. Avery placed the last kiss on his lips and smiled. Let's just watch the stars for a bit. She leaned her head into Isaac's chest. The wood creaked at the shifting weight, and she moved her arms around his waist. It was nice to sit there with him, holding him close and watching the stars together. When I'm with you, she said, I don't feel like I'm stuck alone. I feel like I belong somewhere again. I matter. Whatever the rejections and the firing did to me, I matter. <laughs> That's what the call is for, right? The one from a few weeks ago? Yeah, it's territorial, I suppose. Like a howl. Yeah, she smiled at him. Exactly. Isaac leaned his head back, howling up at the night sky. Avery shivered at the sound of it, lonely, sad, but safe. She didn't feel like she had anything to fear from him anymore. Taking the chance to be happy again was worth the possibility of pain. Avery took his hand, holding it in hers, and singing the squeaky gate call. She kept going, declaring this as her territory. This was where she mattered where she belonged, not just stagecoach, not just Colorado, but here. Wherever she went, she belonged. She mattered. This was Home Again by Kerjibi, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. For more stories, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts or on the web at thevoice.dog. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog. <laughs>